0: They dumped the body on a long table, and Jean celebrated the first day of the new year by gingerly parting the sheet to gaze upon the dead, waxy countenance of the said Hilton. Hannah had previously wrenched the knife from the man's back, the old woman bitterly cursing such a lack of finesse in the usage of her domestic implement. She had plunged the thing into a scalding basin of hot water to get rid of the blood and various shreds of flesh, but whether it could ever be used again to carve up a succulent joint of ribbed beef was open to question. Before the wrenching and the scalding, however, Jean had carefully examined the man's back. Two stab wounds, the second delivered with fearsome force. But the cellar was, of necessity, gloom-ridden, and the cheese room offered a better chance for her to survey the ruins of what had once been a respected pillar of the community. How to begin? God knows, James McLeavy had drummed her ears back often enough with his long harangues upon forensic science and the art of detection. If she could just remember some of the dissertation... Trouble being that her mind had so often slid off to more interesting topics as the man blethered on. She carefully parted the stiff collar, trying not to catch the bloodshot, staring gaze. Hannah frowned. Should we no clothes as keekers. Pennies for his eyes, ye ken. Otherwise, it's bad luck. Jean forbore to mention the lack of good fortune so far in this affair, but pressed the tips of her fingers over the eyes and the gummy lids stuck together with a satisfying little squelch. "'Thank God for that!' commented Hannah. And indeed, it was a relief not to have the frozen, vacant face looking up at them, even though it was seeing little that could provide testimony in court. Or anywhere else.' In the main, the dead are not welcome guests at the feast. A stone in the new baked bread. Back to the collar, and there was an unexpected revelation. Across the man's neck, behind the stiff collar, in a neat, straight line, ran a savage, deep crease in the flesh. I wondered why he bled so little from the stab wound, murmured Jean. Just a trickle. ''Never had much blood, that swine,'' Hannah replied. ''He's been choked first, see?'' Hannah bent over. ''Right enough.'' ''What a weasel, eh?'' ''And that could have been anywhere,'' mused Jean. ''I wondered at such, for Abercrombie would never approach the Berkeley horse. He was not of that persuasion.'' "'Somebody strangled him like a pig, "'stuck him with a kitchen knife, "'and then hoisted him up there. Aha! Uh-huh. "'Why do that? Damned if I know.' "'They both stared down at Hilton "'as if he might suddenly spring to life "'and, in the manner of all judges, "'pronounce a sentence. "'Jean, though far from enjoying herself, "'was beginning to warm to the task.' Abercrombie was a miserable specimen, was he not? I never saw him crack a smile once, Hannah responded. Face like a duck's ears. Could this be some kind of joke? Joke? The man's been murdered. Aha, but if you had a wee twist to your mind, you might think it funny. A judge... "'Him sitting there, laying down the law?' "'While Hannah shook her head doubtfully at that notion, "'Jean undid the man's jacket "'and began searching through the pockets. "'Nothing much of interest. "'A pocketbook, an unpaid bill for provisions "'with the judge's name and address upon it, "'a ring of house keys. "'Oddly enough, a wee fancy poke of licorice sweeties "'that the man had not offered to share "'with the merry company of last night.' "'Various odds and ends, but nothing of import, until... "'Jean slipped two fingers discreetly into the top pocket of the jacket. "'She had a certain skill in that respect, "'from her days and nights at the Happy Land, "'fingers that fondle may flutter into a money pouch. "'The digits emerged.'